Hey, how? Hey, Anna. So I watched this kind of weird movie the other day. Oh yeah? What's it about? The premise is that two best friends decide to platonically have a baby together. Okay, but is it gay? Welcome to Okay, But Is It Gay? I'm Hal. I'm Autumn. This is a podcast about gay movies that you probably haven't seen before. Ones that don't end up on those lists, you know, of um, here's, a, here's gay movies that you should watch. Ones that are just a little bit off. A little bit strange. This one, I think, is especially emblematic of the idea of, like, these movies have really solid, like, premises. If you read... The, just the pitch of these movies, it good, good potential. But they just go about it in a really weird way. This one, I think, especially would see better just on paper, like if you just read the script. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the weirdness is in the performances, I think. Yeah. Um, before we start, warnings for this. There aren't a lot of warnings for this birthing is a big deal. They talk about insemination and sperm a lot, if that kind of thing bothers you. Yeah, but they don't show anything. They don't show anything, but, you know. They just discuss it. Also sexual themes. Ah, uh, yes. There's a lot of sex. There's this, we gotta talk about that one sex scene. Most of the sexual stuff in this movie isn't actually two people having sex. <laughs> like, the bulk of it? I mean, is that true? I was gonna say most of the sex scenes are meant to be comedic as opposed to sexy. Right. But they're still... Yeah, that's true. Sex scenes. Yeah. But it's not two people having sex is well, the thing. Sometimes it... Well, you know what? We'll, we'll discuss. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. We can have this discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no real like heavy stuff happens. No nudity. Uh, in this movie. No nudity. Hey everybody, it's Editing Hal. I just want to say that while the movie doesn't get in-depth with some stuff, I do want to slap a quick warning up here just so we're all going in prepared for um, the discussion because Autumn and I do get in-depth about uh, there is a character who is uh, racist and there is an in-depth discussion of cremation and like animal ashes and also we talk about uh, aphobia, uh, like prejudice against asexual people in the episode. And so I wanted to just come up top, say that that's going to happen, be prepared, stay safe. Love you, bye. Uh, it's a rom-com. It leans very heavily on rom-com formula, despite the two lead characters being best friends. Like they are platonic best friends and they stay platonic best friends for the whole movie maybe that's a selling point you know if you ever wanted to watch a movie about two friends that don't fall in love here you go this gaby 2012 <laughs> directed by jonathan lasecki who also plays the gay best friend character not the okay so if this was a regular rom-com and there would be a gay best friend character and that's jonathan lasecki's character but also Matt Matthew Wilkes is here and he is playing a gay man who happens to be best friends 
with a straight woman and she does refer to him as her gay best friend. So there are several gay best friends, basically. Yes. <laughs> this is a movie about gay best friends, kind of. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Really, this movie could be <laughs> called Gay Best Friend, and uh, that would work. Mm-hmm. We should do GBF. I knew you were going to say that. As soon as I said Gay Best Friend out loud, I just, I felt your brain go there. It's fine. Autumn hates GBF. I don't GBF. hate it, okay? It, it's fine. I think that it is a hate crime. A hate crime that you love. Let's be clear here. <laughs> I hate, no, I hate crime that I love, like, making other people watch for the first time. Let's talk about the movie that the episode is about. <laughs> okay. All right. The tagline, the tagline for Gaby is, sex with your best friend has never been this reproductive. Ew, I, I almost spit up my water. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're trying to do there. Oh, God. That, you know what? You Genuinely. know what? That line describes everything about how awkward this movie is. Yeah. And just how much all of the comedy in this movie doesn't land. No. So, yeah, that's the perfect tagline. That works so well. So, <laughs> so we open with Jen. Uh, Jen, played by, played by Jen Harris. Both the leads in this movie just share the their first names with their characters. I don't know which came first, but Jen is here. She is getting uh, her hair done. That's her sister. Is her hair is her hairdresser, and they are talking about how her sister is having fertility issues. We, they also talk about how Jen ruins birthdays. I don't remember uh, the details of this birthday that Jen ruined, but Jen ruined her sister's birthday once, and that's foreshadowing everybody. You know what? Jen has a habit of just ruining the vibes of any scene she's in, actually. Yeah, her her performance is, her performance is very flat. It's like she delivers all of her lines in this really savey monotone, and I can't tell if it's a choice by the actor or if she's just not used to film acting and is so and so is overcompensating. Like I watched a couple of interviews with the director and with Matt uh, Wilkes, and apparently all of these people like in this film know each other. Like they were friends in New York, and they are theater people. Like they they're all Broadway people. And usually, when a theater actor transfers to like makes the transition to film or tv they are too big and have to be told to rein it in i think maybe she's overcompensating possibly or it's a bad performance or it's like a deliberate choice to like make jen the character really flat which i don't understand it honestly it kind of reminds like if you take aubrey plaza's performance in parks and rec and remove all the charisma Mm -hmm. That's yeah, all yeah. Charm. That's kind of like what Jen seems to be doing. Yeah, that's a really great description. Thank you so much. It just came to me. <laughs> um, Matt, meanwhile, is on a date. Uh, they're in his apartment talking. His date doesn't like want to be talking. His 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 date fully came to this to this date. With the chill part of Netflix and chill in mind. Oh, yeah, he fully thought it was just a booty call. Yeah, and Matt's, like, trying to have a hesitation. Yeah, poor Matt wants to be romanced, and this guy is just here to hook up and leave. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, Jen texts him to ask if he wants to be the father of her child. (laughs) 
I feel like that's a conversation that you broach in person. Well, you know what? I got the impression that they had talked about it before in person, like as a hypothetical type thing. Oh, okay. And then Jen was deciding, like, actually, I do want to do this. Yeah. All right. That's the impression I got. Uh, That makes more sense. (laughs) But either way, it still seems weird to text that and not text like, hey, can I come over and talk to you about something and then say it in person like a normal person would do. Yeah. Um. So the two of them do talk about it in person. Oh, I've literally written in my notes. They've been talking about this since college. So I just forgot that detail. Flew out of my mind. Wow, amazing. For once, I remembered something you didn't. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Jen, like, insists that she can't wait for the, like, the right guy to, like, romantically be involved with to raise this, this child together because she doesn't want to wait for the right straight guy in New York City. She's like, it'll be impossible. Yeah, you know what? I feel like her saying that would have been better if that she was coming from the bad date and not Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we we don't see her try to date at all until like after they decide to have a baby together. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just a weird choice. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and we should be clear that like, this this in this arrangement they would be the child's parents like the child would call them mom and dad they would be platonically raising a child together it's not as if she just wants him to be her donor they are entering into a familiar familial relationship in which they are going to be parents right yeah yeah they both definitely very clearly want to have a child i think jen's decision is partially motivated by her sister being potentially about to have a kid as she was talking about Mm -hmm. which is also why she doesn't want to do fertility specialists in treatments because her sister had a rough time doing that yeah i forgot about that detail the sister is so weird you know what everyone in this movie is really weird weird. (laughs) everyone in this movie feels like a caricature but also a person who could exist in the real world like, mm. no, I feel like I've I've met some of these people. Some, but all. <laughs> well, we haven't we haven't talked about everyone yet, so let's wait until we get to some of the weirdos. <laughs> she also, Jen also says, "I want to do this the old-fashioned way." What? Yeah. What? I. Why? I truly like. I just. The premise of this movie. The, like, hook is that they are a straight woman and a gay man, and they are going to have sex in order to have a baby. Sex is just, if you're not into it, it's, like, painful. Yeah. So I don't know why. Uh, We also get the uh, second birthday that Jen has ruined, at least in, like, movie order. Uh, Apparently the two of them slept together in college before Matt was, like, fully comfortable with himself. And Jen stopped talking to Matt for a whole month afterward and then ruined his birthday party at the end of that month. I truly, yeah, this never makes sense to me why you can't wait until after said birthday party to ruin someone's life. You know, why would you do it during a day that's supposed to be celebrating them? And that's foreshadowing, everybody. What do you do? Where is the thought process? Yeah, there's there is a lot of that. Uh, So we got to give the movie some props for the foreshadowing, Mm -hmm. if nothing else. 
So then we get the comic book shop and Adam Driver's in this movie. Did we want to watch this because Adam Driver was in it? Or did we watch it and then get excited when we saw Adam Driver? I forget which came first. No, literally we watched the trailer. Adam Driver's in the trailer. And I said, is that Adam Driver? Yeah. We were way too excited about that. He's so, he's barely, he's in like literally two scenes. This is his second ever movie. He's... This is honestly Adam Driver is the most normal person I think in this movie. And yeah. that may just be because he's only in two scenes, you know? Mhm. We don't we don't have the chance to get to know the ways in which he is weird. Yeah, but he's just kind of a, a typical quiet nerd guy working at a comic book shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Matt has just gotten out of a 6-year relationship and he's like just now like going back getting back into the dating pool. And that's why, like, the Tinder date was so sad. And his ex comes into the shop to pick up his, like, monthly pull list. Uh, and he's with a new guy. Gross. And apparently only gay guys and Adam Driver read Wonder Woman is the takeaway from this scene. Yeah, I love that uh, women don't exist, first of all. Women do not exist. They certainly don't come into this comic store. Like, I know, I mean, that's a huge joke in... Other like in Big Bang Theory, right? It's the huge joke that women don't go into comic book stores. But like, this isn't that old of a movie. Yeah, uh, women read comics sometimes. I don't know. That was so annoying. We like never see. Mm-hmm. It's weird when Jen goes into the shop because women just don't enter. Mm-hmm. So that attacked me personally. Yeah, we also get Jen's workplace. She works at a yoga studio. She has another gay best friend. And he's, like, upset that she didn't ask him to be her baby daddy. But, like, they had this arrangement, like, back in college. They've been talking about it for years, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I forgot. She has a workplace uh, GPF and then a rest of her life. (laughs) The two of them are, like, the core duo, right? And they each have a gay best friend. Because then we also meet Jonathan Lasecki's character. What is his Nelson. name? Nelson. Nelson. Yeah. Um. I greatly dislike Nelson. Yeah. His performance is... is bad in the opposite way of Jen's. Mm-hmm. She's not enough. He's too much. Yeah. He's... Imagine in your mind, dear listener, <laughs> every pretentious white gay man you have ever met and distill that energy into one one character his yeah being gay is his character trait Mm -hmm. he is literally the stereotype stereotypical gay best friend in that being gay is his only like personality trait yeah and he's like weirdly proud of it yeah he talks so much about like gender roles also that's the only thing he ever brings Mm -hmm. up as a topic of conversation yeah or the fact that he's becoming a bear yes embracing quote butch and masculine sides Mm. which i thought was an interesting way to word that i'm a bear woof oh god the woof (laughs) nelson bears don't woof nelson go outside 
<laughs> he also thinks that Jen and Matt having sex in order to make this baby is whimsical. Like, that's the word that he uses. And, like, given that this character is played by the writer and director of the film, mm, mm, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> it's like he's just kind of winking at the camera a little bit, but it's not funny. It's not. It's not funny. They do not need to have sex. I'm really upset that they do. I, Speaking of them not needing to have sex, <laughs> here we are in Jen's bedroom. No, it's Matt's. Is it? I don't know whose apartment they're in. Oh, uh, that's it. I think it is Matt's. They do okay. spend most of the time in Matt's apartment because Jen, like, gets her room repainted at one point and can't even be in there for a while. Right. Uh, so they are at Matt's place. They're just lying beside each other and discuss things and then wordlessly take their underwear off from under the covers. Yeah, and they're both shirtless. Um, yeah. Like, Jen keeps her bra on and she briefly even mentions, like, should I take off my bra? Oh, right. You're not really into that. But I don't know why they took off their shirts. <laughs> right? The system that they come up with is that Matt gets himself to the precipice. And then at the last moment, just sort of gets in there. <laughs> and you know what? This movie acknowledges lube. And that is a plus. That's a point in its favor. But I don't know if the movie truly understands, like a woman's role in this situation. Absolutely not. What? Like, ow? I just, I'm pretty sure I said ow out loud. (laughs) Cause like, she's not doing anything. Like they're lying beside each other and he's doing stuff and she just doesn't do anything. She's like staring at the ceiling, counting the threads on the, on the blankets at one point she tries to compliment the size of Matt's dick mm-hmm. and he asks her not to speak after that which I think is valid <laughs> it, the movie thinks there's also no soundtrack yeah music this, would have helped si- the scene is completely silent the movie thinks that the level of awkwardness in the scene is comedic Mm-hmm. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's directly proportionate to how funny it is. It's just painful to watch. Uh, <laughs> the system works, though, I guess. And then Jen says, how many times do you think we should do it? Five? And then I said, a night or a total? Unclear. I think she meant a night. <laughs> I hope not. Well, I mean. <laughs> it just seems like a lot. Because, you know, you have a short, like, window of fertility, and you gotta... But it's days long. Yeah. I mean, they they got other stuff to do, though. They got lives, presumably. She's got, like... She's got, like, her lunar calendar. She's, like, tracking her her ovulation cycle. Uh, Okay, so moving on. We've got Matt. He starts doodling a baby superhero. It's very cute. Nelson woofs again. But you're still woof. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet the love interest. Yes. Then we meet Mike Doyle. Mike Doyle as Scott. 
he's here with his like young son he's trying to get him into comic books and <laughs> nelson says straight guys are not hot we have self-esteem today and you know what that's real best friend stuff yeah that was one of the only funny lines nelson actually has in this movie <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's also something that a person would say in real life Right, yeah. Yeah, but they, Nelson and Matt are both kind of assuming Scott is straight because he has a kid, which Mm -hmm. is rude, actually. Yeah, you're about to have a kid, Matt. Yeah, but they kind of had, like, a bit of a moment in the comic book shop anyway, so Mm -hmm. screw Nelson. Uh, Jen wants to start a new class where she does hot yoga with pregnant women and pregnant women can't do hot yoga because it is a strenuous activity and pregnant women shouldn't do, pregnant people I should say, shouldn't do strenuous activities on account of them being pregnant. And no one mentions this Just do, as a concern. Just do room temperature yoga. Like prenatal yoga is a thing. If you want to, to teach a class and cater to pregnant people, just do... I don't... What? Also, ma'am, don't smoke while you're trying to get pregnant. Oh my god, yeah, when she buys the pregnancy test the first time, she buys cigarettes with it. She's not researched even one thing. She's all gung-ho. She's like, I want to have a baby on purpose, and she's doing it wrong. <laughs> she's doing Everything she does is wrong. She has never done a single right thing, actually. <sighs> But Matt does stop her from actually smoking, which, you know. That is true. Good for him. Yeah, and, and, and Jen's, her defense was, but our parents smoked. And a lot of them had complications. I'm really sorry, but a lot of them had complications. She just sounded so dumb when she said that. Yeah. Ugh. I wanted to strangle her a little bit. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Matt also brings up the fact that the two of them are broke. Um, why didn't you bring that up before you did? Because she could be pregnant right now. Like, sometimes it, it works the first time. But it's fine because Jen's grandmother left her a trust fund specifically for when she had her first child. Yeah, why didn't they even mention this a little bit before? Yeah, like, this is a conversation that we should have before trying to have a baby together, I, th- I feel like. The list of things that they did wrong just grows. Yes. So the, the pregnancy test does come back ne- negative. Uh, Jen thinks that it's the vibes in the apartment, like the feng shui is off or something. So she like wants to get it painted. And then also encourages Matt to try online dating, but not just hookup apps, like, you know, match.com type stuff. And she's like, I'll sign up too. Uh, Matt's username is Tat, And I think that it's cute. <laughs> Autumn says she did like it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for a date, look, you could have done better things. <laughs> uh, oh, Jen's coworker refers her brother who paints apartment and her brother, like the painter is going to like come into the room, come into the apartment and like feel the space and like figure out what color he's going to paint it. Like he doesn't ask her what color she wants her living space to be. He's just going to like experience the vibes in the apartment and then he's really weird yeah (laughs) then we get this little scene that serves no purpose except to establish that melt that melt (laughs) matt and nelson are aphobic (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that scene. Yes, I definitely want to talk about that scene. They're standing That's so... in like a community center or something, or maybe it's like an LGBT bookshop or something, but there is a, a bulletin board with like, you know, activities and clubs and organizations, events coming up. And it has LGBTQIA plus on the billboard. And they don't know what all the letters in the Alphabet Mafia stands for. And I guess uh, Google hadn't been invented yet in 2012. Yeah, they're they're very much... I kind of like... What I like about this scene is that they are really just representing a kind of typical white gay dude that really doesn't care about any of the other letters that don't concern himself. Yeah. You know, because often... It, it feels like the, the queer community is very exclusionary to anyone who isn't cis, white, and exclusively attracted to their own gender. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what isn't cool about the scene is the movie doesn't seem sure if, like, this, how to frame the scene. Like, if the audience is supposed to feel a certain way mm-hmm. about them being so ignorant. We don't know if these are if this is a character flaw that these people have, or if it's just supposed to, like, here's a, a gay activity that these gay people are doing, talking about gay stuff. Like, I don't... What? Yeah, and, and you know, they're thinking, like, oh, what does the A mean? It, it could be uh, asexual, or it could be associate, <laughs> is the word that they say. Uh, and then, and then they're like, well, then what makes it special anymore? They just... Yeah, like, if we keep letting people in, why is it special? Dude, my guy, what are you talking about? Yeah, a a lot of people in the queer community sometimes seem to have forgotten what, like, to be queer means. If you don't feel special anymore because, uh, aces are hanging out, that's a you problem. You need to work on your stuff. Like, I'm real sorry about it. Yeah, that that was so upsetting and, like, jarring in the middle of this movie. And like you said, it serves absolutely no purpose other than to make us angry, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> and this is, like, the main character, mm-hmm. you know? We're supposed to root for him. Mm-hmm. Nelson does throw away the Gay Republicans Club poster, and that's valid. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> but we could have deleted the, the rest of the scene. Yeah. Uh, the painter is in Jen's apartment. The painter will become important. I know it seems like the painter won't be important, but the painter will become important. Uh, he says, this place is depressing. And like, my dude, she's paying you for a service. <laughs> this is your client. She could fire you. He just- Yeah, he cares about absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about anyone's opinions. He says all the thoughts that come into his head as they enter his head. And he delivers them all in this really weird way. He kind of sounds like he's high the whole time. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, he doesn't schedule when he paints, and Jen just gives him a key. That's how you get robbed, girl. That's how you get robbed. Yeah, once again, Jen is making poor life choices. And then Jen fe- feels him up out of nowhere, like, ma'am. <laughs> and then just leaves him alone in her apartment. With a key and an invitation to come back whenever he wants. I, so that's cool. Matt's on a date. Uh, <laughs> his date is like, you're so strong, silent, and sexy. Let's make out. <laughs> like, that's his line. And he just expects it to work. To be fair to him, it probably does work on some people. Mm. 
But yeah, once again, Matt wants to be romanced and his date just wants to hook up. Yeah. Jan arrives. She's got a suitcase with her because she's like going to move in for a little bit. Doesn't like tell Matt that she needs to stay with him for a while while her apartment is painted. He's just like here. <laughs> yeah, she does that a lot. She'll just show up to Matt's place without like letting him know beforehand and letting herself into his apartment. She emailed and him. And multiple times that means she like walks in on him mm-hmm. or something. Like in this case, walking in on him on this terrible date. Mm-hmm. And th- that's so rude. She emailed him. She's like, I emailed you 20 minutes ago, girl. Who emails? Who emails? <laughs> also. And who always checks their email like in the, 24-7? In the evening. In the evening. It hits five o'clock and my email ceases to exist. If you email someone, you need to expect that it'll take like possibly up to 24 hours for them to even see it. Or longer. Yeah. And then they got to formulate a reply. Like, come on. Why didn't she text him? Or call if texting is like difficult or something. Yeah. I don't know about this movie, man. Um, really, Jen is half of the problem. Really. Uh, we do get my favorite line, one of my favorite lines in the movie, uh, because, like, Jen's talking about, like, people that she might take on dates, and um, Matt jokes about, like, meeting them and, like, figuring out if they're suitable, you know? And she's like, oh, yeah, just before our date, they should all meet my gay lover. <laughs> and that's funny. The two of them are cute together. They have a nice dynamic. I wish that the actress was making different choices with her face and her voice. Yeah, it their interactions do feel really real. Mm-hmm. But all of their like awkward pauses and weird expressions and stuff I don't think always translate really well mm-hmm. to a movie format, especially like American films where you're used to stuff being a lot more fast-paced, but all these scenes like last way too long Mm -hmm. and that's just because of all these weird awkward pauses and looks they give each other all the time and it gets old very fast (laughs) then love interest is back at the comic shop he's here to pick up some more stuff for his son uh grabs a fantastic four for himself and comes out via expressing his attraction to johnny storm and you know what that's a way to do it that's honestly the best way to come out yeah (laughs) i approve of that 100 percent uh, they have a short conversation, and then they bang on the floor of this comic book shop. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> they, like, start making out, and then <laughs> it's, like, close to closing. I should clarify. No one else is in this yeah, comic book yeah. shop. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, is it fine? I don't know. Matt I don't know why. The place. I don't, it's, not, it's not fine, but it's not gonna, no one's gonna get violated. <laughs> Yeah. Also, very relatable line, but I skipped this, but before they bang on the floor of this comic book shop, um, Matt is like, are you flirting with me? I can never tell. And then, and then um, Scott says, oh, it's happening. And then they make out, and then they bang on the floor of the comic book shop. And is, is that when uh, Matt asks him if he's out? Yeah. And I don't know why it matters if he's out, because he's like an adult. And so, I don't know, you know? I mean, definitely, I know some people don't want to date anyone that isn't out, like, in general. Because that can be 
a lot, mm-hmm. like emotionally to deal with. But that, to me, mostly just felt like a really awkward time to ask him that. Yeah. I think that the thing that he's clarifying is whether or not, like, his wife knows that he's gay or, like, his, his the mother of uh, his son knows that he's gay. And Scott clarifies that he's divorced and his, and his ex-wife does know. I, I feel like what Matt was trying to do was make sure that he was not an accessory to cheating, but the way the script chose to phrase that was, are you out? And that's... Mm. Oh, okay. My impression of him asking it that way was more trying to determine if Scott was just looking for like a one-time fling or something more serious. Mm. I think both readings are valid. Yeah. What's next? Jen has a date. (laughs) Answers the door for uh, Matt's date, who is cute. Jen's date is Dule Hill. <laughs> Why is Dule Hill here? Both of their dates that night are, like, really attractive. Yeah. And I felt bad. I felt so bad for Matt's date since he literally just came from hooking up with Scott. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he literally, like, he comes, he comes home and he had forgotten that he had a date. That sucks. When we first watched this... Um, Matt's date is named Daniel, and I thought that uh, Dule Hill and Daniel were going to hook up because Jen and Matt were, like, having a discussion. And so I was like, well, it'd be really funny if they came back into this room and Dule Hill and Matt are making out. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. That would have been a better conclusion to uh, their part in the story. <laughs> yeah, but, but Jen keeps going on these dates and drinking at them? Yeah! While she's trying to get pregnant. Yeah. There's one scene where it's like a really bad day because she divulges way too much information because she's drunk. Mm -hmm. While she's trying to get pregnant. What are you doing? That's like... And I'm genuinely concerned that she doesn't know that alcohol is bad for pregnant women to have. I... This is basic stuff. This is stuff that you know, that people know just from like existing in the world and understanding how human gestation works. Like it's not (laughs) specialized knowledge in any way. It's not something that you would have to research or come by from experience. It's like, yeah, people who have babies in them shouldn't drink or smoke while you have the baby in you. And it's like, if you're trying to get pregnant, why wouldn't you cut that stuff out of your life because you're trying to have a baby in you on purpose. Ma'am. And it's like never addressed. It's like the movie doesn't know either. Right, yeah, once again, the movie seems to know very little, if anything, about anything to do with women, like having sex or getting pregnant or anything. And maybe that's just because it was written and directed by a gay guy. Uh, But if you're going to have a woman as your lead, you should know basic things about women. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. Easy Google. Very quick. Matt and Jen do like talk about like their, I started calling them conception sessions in my notes because that's the only thing that I could think to call these scenes. Um, But they talk about that stuff and like the way that they talk about it is really like just normal. It's just like they're comfortable with this thing that they're doing and I think that that's cute. Yeah, but that's around the time when they switch tactics right no 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 that's that's a ways off still oh the dates end at around the same time and jen is sauced out of her mind why ma'am why are you getting drunk right now 
That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and uh, her and Dulé Hill make out in the hallway, which like good for you. I want to make out with Dulé Hill too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like Daniel has to like squeeze by them to get out of the apartment. Yeah, poor guy. Matt tells Jen about Scott while they're like in bed together. It's cute. Isn't that cute? Yeah. I don't like any scene where they're in bed together <laughs> before or after having sex or during. I really hate all of those scenes because they make no sense. Yeah. But, but like, what if it? Would, what if this movie was a little better and they were just snuggling? And... But they're not. Right. <laughs> but they're not. I just like how supportive they are of each other. Yeah, that's great. They definitely have a very strong friendship, and that's wonderful. Love that for them. Jen's. This is the scene where Jen is weird. Jen's sister is weird about her adopted baby. Jen's sister shows up uh... at her work. She's changing her African daughter's baby name, her birth name, to something more palatable for her. Her uh, given name is Fulishade which is a Yaraba name. I looked it up when we were watching. And she's going to change it to Sadie. And it's like, ma'am? Like, Jen literally says, hey, Kelly, sister of mine, should you be, shouldn't you be aware of the complications of interracial adoption and, like, familiarize yourself with Black culture and possibly Yaraba culture in order to make sure that you're raising your daughter in a healthy environment and her sister is like uh whatever i don't need to teach her about hip-hop and blah 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 like ma'am hey what yeah we just have like a little bit of casual racism peppered into this movie for no reason through the sister oh boy maybe i should have put that in the warnings ah maybe i'll do it i don't this is the only Again, this is the only scene in the film where it's mentioned. Yeah, I feel like all of the sisters' issues with... And she's having, like, complications with the adoption and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, all of all of her issues with that, I think, are meant to show how much better Jen would be as a parent. I guess. But, like, we also know that Jen probably won't be that great of a parent because she's doing irresponsible stuff and also saying weird things right yeah i think at the movie thinks that even though jen may not know what she's doing she would still care more she's, maybe at least she wouldn't be racist since the sister seems so well, yeah at least she's not racist <laughs> since the sister uh seems so flippant about like all Mm. of these important things but as you said as we've both said before like jen is actually terrible (laughs) it's not just that she doesn't know things it's that she's actually terrible uh her life is Mm -hmm. a mess in general which people have pointed out to her but like get your life together before you have a kid maybe what what kind of life are you going to give this child when you can't even take care of yourself uh jen doesn't tell kelly that she's tried to have a baby at like good because she seems really judgmental and mean yeah the sister is terrible and maybe that's part of jen's problem that she has doesn't have a very mm, good support system maybe. but that's no excuse now we get horny goat weed oh yay jen goes to a <laughs> vitamin place 
Uh, the tea that she gets from the from the vitamin lady has weird side effects. She gets really intense and loud while she teaches yoga badly. Yeah, and she she uh, goes to this person because she's worried uh, about the fact that she hasn't gotten pregnant yet. Mm-hmm. She's hoping, and so she gets a tea yeah. with horny goat weed in it, and there's weird side effects. Uh, she starts crumping in the middle of teaching <laughs> yoga. <laughs> this is. As close, I think, as the movie comes to its intentional humor actually being funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jen goes, oh, then then we have another date with Dula Hill. and freaks him out a little by talking about her pregnancy plans. Also, is still drinking. Yeah, and she doesn't even just, yeah, she's drunk, which is why she's saying all these things horribly. But she doesn't even explain that like she and her friend are trying to have a kid she just says i'm trying to get pregnant to this guy that like she's went on one date with that that's not what you do that's not how you say that yeah and then he flees oh wait (laughs) yeah this is not dulay hill um she's on a date with a different guy who's not dulay hill which like if you could go on a date with dulay hill why aren't you just on a date with dulay hill um well she does she calls him again later because she's lonely she calls him while she's on this date like this guy flees then she calls him he's on a date with someone else yeah because they're not exclusive or anything they went on one date yeah i just think that's really funny yeah so she kind of also alienates him by coming across as like clingy pushy yeah matt and scott are doing well though matt uh (laughs) scott values consent (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is like a step above uh, Matt's other two dates who are really pushy. They both uh, are, or, uh, not both of them, but Scott leaves his glasses on <laughs> when they hook up and like they're going to get smudged. Sometimes people like to see. But like you're really close to the person. Sometimes they want to see. Look, details matter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jen comes home and she's drunk. Matt's like, can I have the apartment? And she goes back to her place and Painter Man is there priming the walls. And he says, I do my own stuff during the day and save my work for the night. Yeah, what? He's so weird. Calm down. He's so weird. I don't, yeah, I don't understand what he, like, who he thinks he is. (laughs) Yeah. And she's super horny because of the horny goat weed and tells him about this. And he's like, I've got a half hour to kill. And they bang on every surface of this apartment, including the mantelpiece above her fireplace. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty long little uh, scene. <laughs> it involves handstands. It involves banging against wet paint. It involves, like, the full splits. There's a... It's guys <laughs> and it's with an old condom uh yes. because jen hasn't had the need to purchase new condoms in like five years or something like that then jen gets home to matt's place and she's too tired to do the conception thing and suggests that they switch to a turkey baster aka the thing they should have been doing the whole time yeah we'll never get over that and uh, Matt goes to Nelson for some needleless syringes. Uh, Nelson has hooked up with Daniel, Matt's date from before. 
He's like cuddling on the floor of his apartment with Daniel and good for Nelson. Because Daniel's cute. Is that is that when he answers the phone uh, as by saying this is she? I think so. Cause I like them gay guys do that. That's fine. <sighs> but like this particular character, I feel like they're just piling on more. Like, how flamboyant can we make this man? It just yeah, it felt very excessive the whole movie. Yeah, like they were trying too hard. So the reason that Nelson has needleless syringes is because he used to have a cat who he had to give medicine to via needleless syringes, and that cat has since been cremated, and he brings her ashes with him and demands that the baby be named Lucretia, or Ashton, in her honor. And that's genuinely funny. I don't understand why he hasn't done anything with those ashes. People keep urns. Of- I don't understand. Of cats? Yes. I've never heard of that before. My grandmother had her dog's ashes on her mantelpiece until she died. And now those ashes are on my aunt's mantelpiece. That feels very strange. But all right. What? What? If you can afford to have a pet cremated and you want to do that, do that. Well, like, I feel like the point of cremation is that you can spread the ashes somewhere. and They return to nature. Not always. Mm. Maybe I'm the weird one here. <laughs> hey, listeners. Uh, weigh in in if there are if there's a comment function on your podcast app or else uh we're on twitter at but is it underscore gay what would you do with your pets we can make a poll oh we can make a poll that's what we'll do when this episode comes out (laughs) nelson has fathered two children has uh, been a sperm donor been a sperm sperm you got it (laughs) has been a sperm donor for a lesbian couple. He has two kids. He sees them sometimes. He doesn't have any parental rights. And he has a fine and healthy relationship with that part of himself. This is the sequence where Nelson is the most normal. He's just acting like a person acts. Yeah. This is also the part where he like he does the insemination thing. Like Nelson is like fully like she's on her back stirruped up. And he... And then we get... uh. Uh, insemination montage of uh, Matt jacking it into a syringe and then <laughs> inseminating Jen. It's just as awkward as the sex scenes, but infuriates me less. Yeah, this is, if you search for this movie, for like the word gaby on Tumblr, you get three things. One, posts about queer characters who are like coming into their queerness. Therefore, they are baby gays, gabies. Gifts of Adam Driver in this movie from people who are, like, watching Adam Driver's entire filmography and making gifts about it. And posts of the single gif of Matt Wilkes' jacket in the bathroom. That's really weird. Yeah. Why? Why is that the scene? <laughs> I don't know. We got a whole movie of great scenes that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Wild. Uh, then Jen... Then Jen moves back to her place... <laughs> There's a note on the wall. Hope you like the green. No payment necessary. Then Jen is sad because no one signed up for her prenatal prenatal hot yoga class because all their doctors said don't do hot yoga while you're pregnant. Just do room temperature yoga. Yeah, well, uh, some of her co-workers did make a comment. Why not do like warm yoga or something? Uh-huh. Which is also stupid. 
And they do say that in the movie. They say, warm yoga is so stupid that smart people might like it, which yeah. I think is a, like a comment about New York hipsters. But I, I don't get why no one in the film seems aware that hot yoga is bad for pregnant yeah. people. And then we learn that Painter Man has a girlfriend. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That sucks. I wish I cared about this part of the movie. I I don't really get why Jed was quite as upset about that as she was. Because she didn't know about mm-hmm. it. And it's not right. her relationship. Like, she didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. She didn't know about the girlfriend. Also, they're not dating. Is that like she was betrayed? Right, right. Yeah. I mean, if you know, the, the guy, the weird painter guy, obviously, uh, is in the wrong. But like, she didn't do yeah. anything wrong. As far as she knew, he was single. Uh, Scott is at the comic book shop. Adam Driver is also in the comic book shop. <laughs> he has good opinions about X-Men. <laughs> Scott can't go out for dinner because he has Parker this week and he's busy with his kid and that's valid. He's got to take things slowly because, uh, you know, parent stuff and Matt is cool with that because we act like adults in this movie. Yeah, I I do feel like Matt was a bit concerned about that though. Yeah, he's like, um, I'm ready for something more right now. And it's like, dude, you knew this guy had a kid when you met him. Parker's gonna. Parker was there before you, and he's gonna be there long after you're gone. Yeah, he's it, gonna take precedent. There's a lot of weird. I don't know. Like part of part of me thinks that Matt and, by extension, Nelson, because they've talked about it together before, are both like secretly mm-hmm. worried that Scott is just straight and like experimenting or something, or even if he mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, genuinely into Matt, like he's gonna chicken out of it or something once things get more serious um Mm -hmm. and you know matt did just come out of that really long relationship a little uh somewhat recently and is afraid about like getting hurt which is valid but he's i don't know he to me didn't seem to be entirely understanding of where scott's coming from yeah I mean, Matt's, I think, one of the first people Scott really ever came out to. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot. Uh, Matt and Jen talk about this, and Jen's advice is, like, inexplicably good. So weird. <laughs> it's like, why do you have your life together all of a sudden? Also, uh, Matt's uh, graphic novel about the baby who's a superhero is coming along well, and Jen announces that she's pregnant. Woo! She knows because she got elbowed in the tit and her nipples were sensitive. (sighs) Why is this movie like this? Why is it like that? Because the movie doesn't know what women are. (laughs) It doesn't. And this happens a lot in movies about like gay men written and directed by gay men. They just don't know what Mm -hmm. women are. Or want to act mm. like they don't know what women are? Like it's cool not to, to distance themselves from women so much? I don't know. But it's very annoying. <laughs> Doesn't make you cool. Just makes you misogynist. Yeah. Jen takes a class for her work gay best friend, Jamie. Like he's got to do a thing. And so she takes his class. Um, and Painter Man is in it. And Jen acts super uh, unprofessional. Why is everyone wearing long pants for hot yoga? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Jen is obviously super upset mm-hmm. 
with the painter guy for having a girlfriend when they hooked up. Though painter guy says that they weren't technically together when they hooked up. Yeah, he's like, uh, we were broken up and after I had sex with you, I realized I wanted my girlfriend back. Dude, the roast of the century. That I thought was hilarious, actually. I'm pretty sure I laughed. Yeah, but then he still said that he would be into, like, if she ever wanted to hook up again. Yeah. So what is the truth? Make up your mind. This is also where we learn that the condom broke, they put on another one, and that one broke, and then they put on another one, and then that one broke. So it's quite possible that Matt isn't the biological father of Jen's baby. And this matters so much. Yeah, Jen is super upset about it, uh, but does not tell Matt Mm -hmm. right away. But also the sister clocks that the two of them, that her brother and Jen hooked up. And so like soft fires Jen. She's like, you don't need to take any more classes this week. She didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, that was so unprofessional, the sister. Oh, it's Matt's birthday. Oh boy. Have you guessed what's gonna happen yet? Uh, he's excited to have Scott over and like introduce him to all his other friends. Good old fashioned answering machine montage uh, as Jen like wallows in bed and multiple people call her, including her mom and Matt. All Jen does is ruin birthday parties. She arrives at this party and sa- tells Matt that she accidentally had sex with the painter guy. <laughs> like i don't know how you do that by accident yeah just kind of you know tripped and like fell on his dick you know (laughs) matt is a good friend because initially he's just concerned that jen might be heartbroken over this guy and instead in a room full of people they're in matt's living room and the party is in full swing people are standing around they got red solo cups and cake and jen is like the baby might not be biologically yours and matt is super upset and takes that out on Scott for some reason. He's like rude to Scott as a result of hearing this news. And it's like, I don't, I genuinely don't understand why the biological father matters. Because the two of you decided to have this baby, to raise a child together. Like that's the part that matters, the parenting part. So why, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks in the, because, like, Jen kind of betrayed Matt's trust a little bit, like, essentially promised that, you know, it, it would be his biologically, and then... Like, he knew that she was hooking up Went with and did this thing. Well, she... Those things are only 99.9% effective. Not around... I don't... Was she really hooking up with people? I thought she kind of was Maybe they, Maybe she wasn't. But, like, they didn't discuss that. They didn't tell us. They didn't tell the audience. I don't know. I felt like that there was a bit of a, like, promise there, at least while Jen was trying to Mm. get pregnant. But in the long term, I think Matt's more upset with, like, when and how Jen told him. Mm, Yeah, because all she does is ruin birthday parties. Yeah, and and in the montage where she kept getting a bunch of calls on her answering machine, isn't that one of the messages Matt leaves her? Yeah. Like, hey, you know, my birthday's today. Uh, you better not ruin it. So she thinks, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to this birthday party and ruin, and ruin it. it. Yeah. What, what is wrong with you? Wait until tomorrow. <laughs> you can wait 12 hours. Yeah, and then be like, hey, I didn't want to tell you yesterday because I didn't want to ruin your birthday. Yeah, and it was so important to Matt because it was, you know, this big thing that, you know, Scott was was going to with him. Like, it was so important and Jen knew it was very important and he was super excited about it. 
and she's still just what kind of friend i'm just very upset about all of jen's choices yeah i don't know about this partnership that they're forming like i don't know uh, uh like how good the legs are under it but this is also the scene where jamie and nelson are in the same room together and they're frenemies no they're just playing they're like arch nemeses they're like they don't like each other feminine phobic <laughs> I forget which one of them calls the other one feminine phobic. <laughs> they say so many weird things for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think it's also supposed to be funny. Yeah, but it but feels homophobic. You and I just kind of looked at each other and we were confused. This feels homophobic. This yeah. feels like a parody of how gay people talk to each other. This feels like it was written by a straight person. And I know that it wasn't written by a straight person. And it still feels homophobic. Yeah. I genuinely don't understand how some of these lines got approved. Like, they use regular labels that gay people use to describe themselves as insults. And I don't... Why? Um, Also, Nelson's ringtone is a recording of himself saying, Hey, girl, hey! And that feels homophobic. Everything he does, I'm telling you, feels homophobic. He didn't need to be there. Bears don't this woof. This movie would have been improved. Bears don't woof. woof. They don't woof. Um, Matt doesn't want... So Matt has stormed out of the apartment, and Jen is left with Nelson and Jamie. And uh, Matt calls Nelson and explains that he doesn't want to come home while Jen is in the apartment. And also asks that she leave her keys. And that's sad. And a little bit of an overreaction. Like, should you guys have a conversation about this while you're not in a room full of people? I guess if Matt wants her to leave so that he can cool down, like I understand. But the whole leaving your keys thing and having this conveyed through Nelson, like he doesn't even call her, feels bad. Feels inorganic. I think he was valid for his initial uh anger yeah but like in a in a day or two uh they should have sat down and had a conversation yeah but it, like that's what i mean the anchor drags out a weird amount mm-hmm. of time we get a whole montage there's this movie is nothing but montages and homophobia um yeah there are so many montages <laughs> you're right matt and jen look longingly at kids stuff oh my god yeah and matt's still working on his little comic book thing which he ends up calling Mm. Gaby, which is how we get the lovely title. (laughs) Jen is just not going to work, I guess. There is a cover of Crazy in Love playing over this montage, and it's so stupid. It's the worst cover. It's like Crazy in Love in a minor key, sung sadly, and what? I hate it. I hate it so much. (laughs) Sung sadly is a great description (laughs) for this movie. I know, I know we're calling this, uh, this episode something about Adam Driver, uh, but Sung Sadly would also be a good title. You know, yeah, we can workshop <laughs> a couple titles. Uh, Jen falls in a bush. <laughs> she just, like, part of her sad montage is just falling in a bush. <laughs> yeah, Jen is truly a mess. 
So, uh, Nelson and, and Matt talk. Uh, this is where we learn that Nelson's bearhood, like the fact that he's identifying as a bear now, has a tragic backstory. Like he broke up with someone and gained a lot of weight. And he's like, that's fine. I'm a bear now. And it's like, why? Why do we need that movie? Yeah. So many details and things that we don't need, actually. And then Nelson is inexplicably a good person or like has good advice because he explains that the baby's bio dad does not matter the point is that you're going to be parents yeah right and and that's like the theme of this movie is really great it's just all the little yeah, details the bones, and the premise and 90 percent of the scenes that nelson is in do you think that's just because he's the director so he just wanted to be in as many scenes as possible maybe because it feels so unnecessary scott is here uh, he gives Matt his birthday present because he didn't get to give it to him before. And it's a onesie that says Gaby on it. And that's cute. Also, Adam Driver's here. <laughs> Adam Driver has returned. <laughs> and we did get excited every single time he was on screen. Every single time. And dear listeners. Just because it's funny. Yeah. It, this, it's funny that this is Adam Driver's second ever movie. Also, Adam Driver's going to be important. I promise that Adam Driver matters to the plot of this movie. It might not seem like it so far, but it's true. I mean, it he shouldn't matter, but he does. Yeah. So there's been this minor conflict with Matt not being able to come into the shop on certain days because that's when his ex is there um, and his ex comes into the shop and Matt says, asks him not to come into the shop anymore or and to like pick a comic book shop that's like a couple blocks down because it's awkward and it's bothering him and that's valid also he works for the ex works for a publisher and matt asks if he could send in a in his manuscript for gaby and it's just a very mature two adults having a conversation about boundaries uh conversation yeah and it's very empowering for matt it's really great to see yeah and then Adam Driver says, I'm proud of you, man. <laughs> and it's great. It's great. We love him so much. <laughs> we get Kelly and Jen again. Kelly. <laughs> Jen explains the situation with Matt. And then Kelly is like, uh, who can keep track of the name, the names of all of your gay friends? Ma'am. Yeah. First of all, she has two. Yeah. And one of them's just a work friend, really. So I don't even know if work friends count that much outside work if you don't ever see your work friends outside work. Yeah. Her adoption, she says that her adoption isn't working out and wants to take Jen's baby instead. Yeah, because uh, as I was saying before, how I thought this movie was trying to imply Jen would be a better mother. Um, the sister thinks she would be better because she actually has like money and her her life is much more together yeah she's like i have a husband and a nursery and definitely i think she is like that's really gross but i do also feel like she's making some points because her <laughs> life definitely seems to actually be in a place where she can have a child and jen is very much a mess but the things that she's pointing out like she's like your kid needs real parents like implying, oh, yeah, that that was disgusting. Yeah, implying that because Matt and Jen aren't married or romantically involved, they can't be real parents. Like the things that she's actually saying in this scene, like she's right, right? Like <laughs> Jen 
probably won't be that great of a parent. But also, she won't be that great of a parent because she's racist. And uh, yeah, basically, this family is just terrible. Yeah, go to therapy. (laughs) Yeah. And then when Jen tells her off for that, says, no, I'm keeping the baby. Her sister tries to laugh it off and brush everything off as a joke. Like, haha, I was just testing you. And she definitely was not just testing her. Yeah, she was completely straight-faced the entire time. And either that's a bad performance on the actor's part, something is the matter with the script, or this character said all that stuff and meant it. And then as soon as Jen pushed back, she was like, haha, just kidding. I don't want your baby. And she's like, the adoption is going through and she's keeping the Yarba pronunciation of Felicia like this woman sucks this woman sucks yeah this scene's definitely supposed to just like parallel matt's uh moment of standing up for himself to Mm -hmm. show jen also finally growing a spine but the sister is so disgusting that it's really hard to focus on anything else yeah then jen is back at work and apologizes to her boss in like the most inappropriate way. Like this woman can't communicate with other human beings properly. She also like wants to buy into the studio. She wants to become part owner and an investor so that she is making more money and therefore has more of a cushion to help raise the baby. Taking on more classes for warm, warm yoga. Like just do room temperature yoga. No one wants to do like either do yoga or do hot yoga. Like, commit to one or the other. You can't be in the middle. That just means that your building has poor circulation. <laughs> I forgot they called it warm, warm yoga. Mm-hmm. That's so bad. Not even in a fun, ironic way. Yeah. What are you doing? And also, it feels like a parody. It feels like a joke about people who do yoga, but I don't know if the movie thinks that. Even if it does, it's not doing enough work to actually frame it that way. Mm-hmm. She, and then she has an amazing line. Uh, I'm pregnant. I teach hot yoga. I ride a moped. I'm fabulous. Girl, you can't teach hot yoga anymore. You're pregnant. That's bad for you. Yeah, I don't know. She just thinks that she can do everything, like keep everything from her lifestyle while being pregnant. As if pregnancy isn't a huge disruption of your lifestyle yeah you gotta some things gotta shift some things gotta change you can't eat sushi no duck the baby will have webbed feet (laughs) that's an old wives tale but (laughs) well i mean the sushi definitely she should have opened google yeah bought a parenting book yeah (laughs) i hope matt maybe bought one because obviously she doesn't know how to read so um also i don't know why they're not planning on moving in together like y'all don't need to pay for two apartments in new york freaking city well they do fix that oh at the end okay i've blocked so much of this movie from my memory (laughs) yeah we have like two scenes left right uh yeah there's there's the the reconciliation and then the kind of epilogue scene right uh jen goes into the comic shop adam driver is there (laughs) He says, hi, I'm Neil. And that's foreshadowing, everybody. That is not foreshadowing. Stop. 
Not everything is foreshadowing. Sometimes it's just Adam Driver speaking. Not everything is foreshadowing, but that is. Hmm. Uh, where was I on this page? Um. Adam Driver introduces himself and then kind of flees to let Jed and Matt have a private moment together. Mm-hmm. They talk about that time that they slept together, and it turns out that Jen was mad because Matt made out with a guy that she liked, and it turned out that he was high on E at the time, and she never told him about this conflict. And, dude, if you're gonna raise a baby together, you gotta work on your communication skills. You gotta. Yeah, but they do make up in this scene mm-hmm. um it's as we discussed before it was a kind of stupid uh conflict in the first place just blown out of proportion because like the actual biological father of the kid doesn't really matter at all mm-hmm. which they eventually seem to have realized thank god <laughs> yeah they agree that it's gonna be their baby no matter what no matter what and then, and then a very nice like friendshipy moment happens where Matt is like, "I'll let you know when I'm ready to accept your apology." And then Jen just stands there and looks at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "Are are you ready yet?" <laughs> That's how you know they're yeah, best that, friends. That was great. That was a a genuine, really felt uh, realistic, and authentic. You know, to make up for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. And then we get one more montage. (laughs) This one is a year later. Uh, It's not really a montage. It's it's set to music. It's multiple scenes set to music. (laughs) It's basically one continuous scene. I guess. (laughs) I guess. Just because music is playing doesn't make it a montage. Adam Driver is endgame. (laughs) The only detail Hal cares about is Adam Driver is in the epilogue scene. (laughs) And honestly, we do love that for him. We're very confused why he's there, but we love that he's there. Him and Jen get together. The baby's name is Logan. Scott is helping with parenting stuff, which is great because he and Matt are still together. And he has parenting experience. I hope that he told Jen not to do certain things while she was pregnant. I really yeah, hope Matt, so. Matt and Jen have a conversation where they're like, thank God Scott is here because we sure don't know what we're doing. And yeah, that is so obvious. You would have killed this child. <laughs> the three of them have this like co-parenting thing going on and it like seems like a really nice, healthy dynamic. And that's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. They're living on separate floors um at this place mm-hmm. and it's really cute it's a really nice um you know non-traditional like family dynamic that we're seeing jen really continues wholesome. jen continues to ruin birthdays by spoiling scott's proposal <gasps> yeah yeah what the, what she she's like uh matt and scott are planning to go on a date that night and um, Jen's, like, reassuring Scott, yes, I, you know, I'll watch the kid while you're out. I know what I'm doing. She does not know what she's doing, but she <laughs> pretends. Uh, and then Scott leaves the room for a second. She turns to Matt. And she's like, are you excited since Scott's proposing? Why would you say that? Why would what is you wrong say with you? that? Oh, my I 
just want Jen to not be allowed to speak. Jennifer. Honestly, Adam Adam Driver deserves better. (laughs) And that should be the title of this episode. (laughs) Dulé Hill got out of there. Yeah. And he was kind of a jerk. So... (laughs) Uh, Adam Driver, wholesome Adam Driver, who has done nothing wrong, deserves better. <laughs> I don't think Dulé Hill was a jerk. I just think that this drunk woman called him while he was on a date with someone else. Yeah, but he was kind of mean about it. I guess. He was like, you're not going to get weird on me, are you? That is that is need to say that. say that. Um, we don't know who the biological father of Logan is, and I think that the fact that we don't know is important. The fact that it doesn't matter and is never revealed, like, is important. Like, there is a chance that it is Painter Man. There is also a chance that it is Matt, and it does not matter. And that's great, actually. Good job. Yeah, so the the message here is really lovely, and it sucks that getting here was so bad. (laughs) Yeah, this very easily could have been a nice movie about found family. Like, this is why we paired it with Cloudburst, right? Is like, this found families are gay. Um, this could have been a nice movie about families of choice, about, um, you know, deciding, deciding to have a baby with a person, deciding that you're going to form a family unit with people who you're not romantically involved with and you're not related to. Like, this is the kind of thing that doesn't get a lot of attention in movies and like in stories in general I feel it's not like generally like a normative thing and this movie is so weird about it and everything else yeah the execution terrible um final thoughts would we recommend this movie I would I don't know it it really does upset me every time Jen speaks. That's fair. <laughs> so maybe if I had some alcohol in my hand, I could recommend it. <laughs> this is a good drunk movie. It's a good cool down drunk movie. Like if you if you've already been drinking for a while and watching things and you want to watch one more thing before you go to bed, why not this? It would absolutely the jokes would land a lot more if you were drunk. <laughs> in fact, you know what? They may have been drunk writing it. Possibly. I was gonna say, I was gonna say this might be a a gay movie that I could watch with my mom, but then I remembered that uh, they have sex. (laughs) And then I remembered the weird- So many times. Yeah. So maybe not. I don't know. I think that my mom would like this movie though, because um, all of the things that she thinks about the she thinks are true about gay people are true in this movie yeah this is not a movie to show to a homophobic person because it will just support all of their homophobic ideas (laughs) so in that way this is a very very bad movie Mm -hmm. uh what are we watching next week oh next week is uh girl meets boy oh i'm excited (laughs) is this movie actually called boy meets girl i can never remember Oh no, it might be. I think so. It is. It's Boy Meets Girl. It's from 2014. It was directed and written and directed by Eric Schaefer. Uh, It is about a trans woman and it's very cute until about the last half hour. Then it just sort of goes downhill. First two thirds of this movie, fantastic. (laughs) Can't wait to talk about it. I'm excited. 
we paired this movie with what did we pair this movie with was that margarita with a straw is that what we paired it with yes love that for us <laughs> um love that for us it's gonna be great <laughs> i was not looking forward to margarita with, margarita with a straw oh no you misunderstand i'm looking ah. forward to it so much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, you can find the show on Twitter at but is it underscore gay. I am on Twitter at Hal S. Hewlin. Autumn, where are you? And uh, I'm at autumnal underscore season. Cool, nice. Oh, uh, thank you to Enoff for our uh, for our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at e n o f f. And that's thanks us. for listening. Yep. Bye. Oh,